Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen, your host. Hope you're having a great day. Today's episode is especially fascinating. I absolutely love talking to this guest. I learned so much from her about how your body and mind are connected, how you can shift how your body feels from the emotional standpoint instead of just shifting your thoughts and your mindset. It was so, so interesting. So today we have on Ani Anderson. Ani Anderson is the co-creator of Practical Alchemist and sensation-based mindset. She and her husband have 45 years of experience helping people get the success they really want easily using natural law and body, mind, energetics. So those terms might not mean much to you now, so don't worry, I'll ask Ani to break it all down for you. Hope you enjoy this one. Hi, Ani. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to meet you. Same. I'm super excited to get to know you and learn more about what you do because it's a new world to me. So let's start off with like, how do you describe what you do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I help people to become everyday miracle workers, I think is a, a fun way to describe what I do. My, my background is in holistic medicine. And um, I'm also a coach. And so when I entered the the coaching field, I noticed that there were very few people, if anybody, talking about the power of the the body-mind and the intelligence of the body. Mm -hmm. And um, so I help people to tap into their full mind potential, not just the, the thinking mind, but their whole entire mind to really mm. change their life. Wow. So in your bio, you say it's called natural law and body-mind energetics. What, what do those words really mean? Yeah, that's a great question. So let's start with body-mind. A long time ago, mm-hmm. I think it was in the 600s, if I'm correct, there was this time in history where the church and the medical community were kind of fighting over the human being and like who could take what part of the human being so that everybody, you know, it was kind of a business move. Everybody had enough of the human beings to go around. And so the church mm-hmm. decided to take the spiritual component and the medical side decided to take the body. And this, of course, was in the West because in the East, there was never this, this split between spirituality yeah. and the body, right? It's all integrated. Mm-hmm. And so, but in the, in. Well, what caused that split? Why, why did they feel like they had to split that? Because like there wasn't enough business for everybody to go around. Mm. Like, like it, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because the church was, was a little uh, concerned about the medical community getting on their turf. Yeah. And the medical community was a little concerned about the church getting on their turf. Like it, it needed to be split up so that in their minds, everybody had. Uh, space, but there was also this this idea going around in the West about the human being being kind of like a machine. Mm-hmm. So, like the body was kind of like a machine. So at this time, the human was split up. This body mind split happened. If you mm-hmm. Google body mind split, you're going to get this story. 
Wow, that's fascinating. It's so wild because yeah. now we're in a time when people are trying to put those pieces back together. But honestly, mm-hmm. Eileen, we're so ingrained in our uh, society, in our Western society, in this model that it's really hard for us to even conceptualize what that would mean. Mm-hmm. So words yeah. like body-mind, as one word, body-mind, are weird to us because we think the body is one thing and the mind is one thing, but not every culture believes that. For example, Mm -hmm. in Chinese medicine, the heart and the mind are actually the same word. It's heart mind. Mm -hmm. So in in our culture, we just have heart and we just have mind and we just have body. And we think that the mind lives in the head. It's the thinker. But when we put the pieces back together and we go back to that split of intelligence and spirituality and we put all the pieces back together, what we recognize is that there is mind in every single cell. There's intelligence in every single cell of the body. And so when we say body-mind, we're acknowledging that every single part of us is intelligent. Mm -hmm. Every single cell in our body is intelligent. Wow. And what isn't in that word, but is kind of inherently in that word, in the body-mind word, is also there's this spiritual component to us that also has mind. It has intelligence, right? And so energy, energetics, when we say the word energetics, that's bringing in that component because there's this piece of life. We don't completely understand it, but science is finding out more and more about it every day. We we kind of intuitively know it. Mm but we're finding out more and more about it every day. It's like there's this this energy. It's like what makes you and I breathe? What makes the world turn? What is it that makes the flowers bloom? What is it that makes the the sunshine? Mm -hmm. All of that stuff, what is that? It's, it's, It's energy at the base component. At the base component of everything, all of life is is energy. So body mind energetics is understanding that mind and that energy and natural law is basically explaining those things. So that's why mm. I chose to, to dive into body-mind energetics first because natural law is like, how does the universe work? Yeah. What are the laws of nature? What are the laws of the universe? And um, the, we're, it's sad, but we're not taught these things in mm-hmm. school. If we choose to learn them as adults, then we choose to learn them. But the natural laws, the universal laws are always impacting our lives. So whether we know them or not, they're still impacting Are you us? talking about like the laws of physics? That's a great question. Or? Uh, kind of, kind of, but not, not, okay. <laughs> not really. Like um, here's, mm. here's an example. One of the universal laws is the law of polarity. The law of polarity states that everything is, has an equal and opposite. So where there is day, there is night. Where there is cold, there is hot. Mm. Um, you never see half of a person walking around. You never see half of a dog walking down the street. You always see a whole. Everything is created as a whole. The human mind might not be able to perceive it all the time, but everything is created as a whole. The law of rhythm is another one, mm-hmm. like the seasons, the the rhythms of, of our day. You know, we wake up, we mm. do things, we go to bed. Right. You know, like the, those okay, are natural laws. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean, I've always intuitively understood that your mind, body, and energy is, is all one. But yeah. I think especially people who are like really scientific, it, it's hard for them to, to understand it. Because I think spirituality and science are linked together. It's just that our science hasn't like progressed so far to, you know, to really find out why things are the way they are. But that's my personal belief. But I get a lot of like, just 
I don't know, a lot of skeptics on my YouTube channel who <laughs> have a hard time grasping it. Yeah, and it's understandable, right? When we've been raised in this culture where it's not under- understood and we valued the thinking over the the spirit or over the heart for so very long in our culture, it's understandable that people don't get it and they want it proven by science. And like you said, science is proving it more and more every day, which yeah. is, it's this, I, I think it's a pretty awesome time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting. So yeah. if we go back, what led you onto this path in the first place? Can you ex- briefly explain your background and how you got here? Yeah. So I was trained as an occupational therapist in college, and that's a, a rehab therapist. So I went to the college and I graduated and I found myself in the Western medical system. And I I found myself in the system right around the time when managed care came out. Managed care is this thing that insurance companies get to basically tell doctors and therapists what to do. Um, before managed care, therapists had a lot more say in how they mm-hmm. treated clients. But when managed care came around, there was mm-hmm. way less say. You had to follow a protocol, basically. So I went to school learning all of these creative ways to treat clients. And then I graduated into the managed care system, which was relatively new. And it was so boring. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so void of creativity. And so I started looking for other things to study. And what called to me was learning about holistic medicine. So I started to learn about that and I started to use it where I could squeeze it in with my clients in the clinic. And it was awesome. Like I was getting some really remarkable results with my clients. And so the short story is I ended up leaving the the Western medical system behind, thank goodness, and going into my own Mm -hmm. private pay, private practice and helping Mm -hmm. people to heal from pain and, and stress and emotional stuff like that. And it, it really wasn't until my own personal life fell apart and I became the client that I understood what it was like to go through really traumatic times. Because up until that point, I had had a pretty easy life. I had a really great, fun childhood. I did some really interesting things as a teenager. I was a successful student and I had the 2.5 kids and a white picket fence kind of life with my uh, first husband. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until a very public divorce situation that I got to really become the client. And what was most interesting to me at that time was I reached out to many people to try to help me to figure out what was going on in my life. I felt so distraught, wasn't the right word, confused about what was happening. And um, I just couldn't get the help that Mm -hmm. I really wanted and needed. I felt like no one completely understood what was going on with me. And um, even my most trusted friends didn't, Mm -hmm. and in the medical, uh, spiritual, holistic health community didn't seem to, to get it either. And so I you know, as many people need to do in their lives, kind of, I, I know from your story, there's a time when you like need to figure it out yourself. You got to start your own thing. You start your own quest. And so that mm-hmm. began the beginning of a number of years of emotional healing for me. And what I learned about life, about the mind, about the ability to work with and heal and let go of emotional attachments is now not only what I do with my clients and my business, but what I'm training other people to do with their clients in in their uh, holistic therapeutic practices 
so that we can mm-hmm. live in a world where people understand emotion and how it plays in our bodies and how to release emotional attachments so we can really be mm-hmm. free. Yeah. Wow. That's really amazing. That, that's powerful because you're looking at it from the holistic view that emotional like trauma or what, whatever that is, that's something that you you need to heal too in order to be a healthy person. Usually people separate that versus yeah. like medicine, right? But but the way you're seeing it is emotion is part of how you need to heal. That's exactly right. What I found in my own holistic practice over the years was that the people coming to me were, were coming with body symptoms. Yeah. It was a, a pain thing or it was stress that was playing out in their bodies. And every time, without exception, every single time, there was something deeper going on with people. And I didn't, at that time, before I became a client, I didn't completely understand the energetics around what was going on with that, but I knew there was something to it. And I always really cultivated a deep relationship with my clients. And I talked to them about their lives and I helped them to tap into some emotional stuff. But it wasn't, like I said, until my life fell apart and I became the uh, pained and emotional person that, that I was, that I really started to put the pieces together, like you said, to mm-hmm. put, put me back together rather than trying to take me apart and separate. Yeah. So are you a believer? I mean, I've read the book, The Anatomy of the Spirit by yes. Carolyn Miss. Have you, have you read that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that book changed my view on health in general. For people out there who haven't heard about this book, it's just the author deconstructs like bodily diseases or just sicknesses and connects it to spiritual issues or emotional traumas. It's really fascinating because I mean, after reading that book, I see it now that everything physical, if you're physically sick, it, it stems from something deeper, whether yeah. it's emotional, spiritual or something. Are, do you believe in that too? Are there exceptions? Yeah. Can I, uh, I don't believe there are. No. And, and mm. our perception might tell us that there are, but I no, I don't believe that there are. And I, uh, from my personal experience of doing this for about 20 years now, I have never seen an exception. I, that mm. book means a lot to me. Can I share a brief story about it? Yes. Yes. That book was given to be to me by my mother when I was a teenager. And when I was 16, I left for college because of a really terrible home situation. I needed to get out of my house. I didn't know where to go, so I went to college. And um, that book came with me. So my junior year of college, I was having some health problems. And it was kind of scary. And the medical staff at the college was not being helpful. They told me that I might have cancer. Like that was not what any 18-year-old needs to hear. Mm -hmm. And so I found that book on my bookshelf and I picked it up. And I remember seeing the dedication in the front that my mother had written. And ironically enough, I was having trouble in my life with her. So I read the section on the energetics of that part of my body that I was having problems with. And it said in there, perhaps you're having family troubles. And if you address the family troubles, um, that will make your symptoms go away, basically, is what it said. And so I reached out to my my mom and I had probably the most difficult conversation I've ever had in my life with her. And I I came clean on the, the what I needed to say. I spoke my truth. And it was hard, and my symptoms went away. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I went back to the doc, and they're like, you know, what happened? And I said, 
I don't know. I talked to my mom. <laughs> that I that was the day that I became a believer in whatever this was, yeah. and I needed to know more. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to take a break to thank our sponsor, Poshmark. Poshmark is a free app you can download to buy and sell fashion. Poshmark carries items for women, kids, and men, and has tons of brands to shop from like Adidas, Free People, and Lululemon. You'll find such amazing deals on this app and a lot of unique items too. I actually just listed my first few items on Poshmark, so if you're interested, you can find my closet at Lavendaire. I've added a couple H&M jackets, a pair of Adidas sneakers, and a skirt so far. It was such a fun and easy process to list these items, I just took a few photos and added the details and that was it. Super easy. If you are looking for a place to sell your items after decluttering, try Poshmark. If you're new to Poshmark, you can use the referral code LAVENDARE to get $5 off your first purchase. All you have to do is download the free Poshmark app and enter the referral code LAVENDARE. Alright, back to the show. So moving on, there's something that you talk about called the sensation-based mindset. I want to learn about that and get into it. Can you explain that? Yeah. Have you heard of the term mindset before, Eileen? I have, of course, mindset. Yeah, right? It's a buzzword nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. everybody's talking about mindset. People talk about mindset and they talk about shifting your thinking. And what I think is fascinating about that is, again, we're splitting up the human being when we just talk about changing your thinking because the fact is that mm. thoughts stimulate sensations. They stimulate feelings in our bodies and feelings stimulate thoughts. I mean, we can think about this really practically. Mm. It's like, have you ever had a difficult emotional time in your life? Yeah. Did you have thoughts about that? <laughs> of course, every day. Yeah. Of course. And do yeah. we have sensations around that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And so when we just address the thinking in terms of our mindset, we're really missing half of the equation. And so there are a lot of people who have studied mindset around, who are walking around going, I don't know why I haven't been able to change my life mm -hmm. yet by changing my thinking. And the thing is, if you're not addressing the whole person, if you're not addressing the, the body too, then you're not able to get to the deep emotional attachments that we have that are the reason that we think the way that we do. So we've developed, my, my business partner and husband and I have developed what we call sensation-based mindset. And it teaches people techniques to be able to pay attention to their body sensations in order to shift their life and their mind, including their thinking, mm -hmm. so that they can have the results that they really want in their life. Because it's not the it's not the thought of fear that stops us. It's actually the sensations of fear. And oh. right? It's wow. like the wait, that's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that one before. It's not the thought of fear, it's the sensation of fear yeah. that's stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then here's the here's the sick thing. The crazy thing is that most people, because we've been part of this body mind split for so many years, are walking around trying to intellectualize this information. When honestly, if they mm -hmm. just stopped and learned how to um, intelligently listen to their bodies and to shift, because it's possible to actually shift and modify your body sensations just like we do with our thoughts. If you learn mm -hmm. how to do that, you can change your life. But because we're um, so unconscious really to the fact that we've got to learn that skill, there are we, we don't know. We're unconscious to it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's like actually something that we have our blinders on around. It's wild. A lot of us are walking around numb. 
Can you give us a common example of how you would shift your body sensation? Say you yeah. you have that sensation of fear. Maybe your stomach feels weird, or your 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 body stress like your muscles yeah. tighten up. So so what do you do when that happens? Yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning, I was talking about one of the natural laws, the law of polarity that says that everything exists in equal and opposite uh, all the time. There's always a whole. So here's, here's interest is so interesting. Anytime that you're feeling a sensation that doesn't feel good, you have the option of feeling a sensation that Mm -hmm. does feel good too. Right. Because that's holism. The, the, the opposite must actually exist. But when the painful or the uncomfortable sensation comes up, our whole focus is drawn to paying attention mm-hmm. to it that we don't see that we have another option. So one really simple thing that people can do when they're having a sensory experience, and this is a, a great like body awareness thing to be able to do to expand your possibilities that, wow, there might be another option for something else to feel, is this. So let's say that you have that knot in your stomach or um, the the tightness in your chest or a lump in your throat, and that's what's really Mm -hmm. calling your awareness. Your focus is going to that place. What you do is you can ask yourself, what does that feel like? And you describe it in a describing word. So I just gave some yeah. describing words like uh, tightness, for example, right? So we'd ask ourselves, okay, so if tightness is what I'm experiencing right now, what is the opposite of tightness? Mm-hmm. And perhaps yeah. you would say to yourself, well, loose is the opposite of tight, right? So then you look in your body for a place that feels loose and you look until you find oh. something because it must exist. Isn't that cool? <laughs> oh, so you're saying it exists at the same time. Yeah. Okay. It exists at the same time. So you look right. around in your body and you uh-huh. find loose. So let's say the tightness is in your chest and you look around and you feel loose in your toes. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's It doesn't matter where it is. It's fine. All of yeah. a sudden there's another option and there's a whole okay. host of things that can happen from this point, like the the tight sensation can get louder. The tight sensation might dissipate completely. It might go away. It might mm-hmm. change and morph. It might mm-hmm. show up as an image to you instead of a you know describing word. Like there's a lot of different things that can happen next. But once you start to give your body the option of feeling something different, you have done something really powerful to be able to change your focus and awareness. Yeah. Because it's not just changing your thoughts now. It's changing your body and how you feel as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Super cool. And I mean, you mentioned earlier how every cell has its own intelligence. Yeah. Yes. So so this must be part of it. But I'm curious, like, is there another way to, like, tap into that? Like, is is it just... Because it seems like our cells are something we can't really control, right? <laughs> so Seems like well, it. Well, I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Is there something we can do with that? I believe that we're more powerful than we can possibly imagine. But just think of mm-hmm. epigenetics. Epigenetics is this idea that what's in our our DNA can get turned on and off. Mm. And wow, we could be that powerful. There was a time in history, not very long ago, by the way, where it was thought if your dad died of cancer that you've got to watch out because that could happen to you because it's in your mm-hmm. genes and you've got that tendency. But now we know yeah. that we can turn those things on and off actually in our genes. 
So we're more powerful than we know. Yeah. It's not just about stress reduction. That's where we've been over the past, say, 10 years. I remember I've been in this, this kind of field for a long time, right? So 10, 15 years ago, no one wanted to talk about meditation. Uh, it was kind of weird. Um, and then we yeah. got to the place where people wanted to talk about meditation for stress relief. And then we got to the place where meditation was cool. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. so now we're coming into a place where we're actually – we're building on on that because – we, what we learned is that, okay, like meditation, for example, is really good for stress relief. And when I reduce my stress, I can feel better. So then we started mm-hmm. to move into a place where like feeling better was kind of cool and where I, I wish I could put money on this, but I know within five to <laughs> 10 years, we're going to be in a place where science is really understanding the body mind in a very different way. And we're yeah. all walking around shifting and modifying our sensations, just like we talk wow. about doing in our thinking right now as wow. kind of pop culture. Yeah, I love it. And I love that you're the first person I'm hearing this from because I, I can see that happening if this idea keeps spreading. Awesome. <laughs> Me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> so thank you for sharing. Yeah. And thanks for thanks for listening. This is, you know, like I said, so important to me to to talk about because I can if I can look into my crystal ball, I've watched the popularity of authenticity and meditation and spirituality and mm-hmm. people like you who just innately know these things. It's happening for uh, the the greater population to be able to know and understand these things, not just intuitively, but scientifically yeah. so that we can actually really really change. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. So, I mean, another thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, you're, you also are into law of attraction and manifestation. Yeah. Right. Like how does that relate to the body? Right. Like, mm-hmm. cause it seems like medicine and body is so scientific and law of attraction. I've always thought that was very spiritual. So, so how do you marry that and how do you, you practice those? Just like this. The place where most people fall off the wagon of manifestation is emotions. Mm -hmm. Because in order to manifest in our life, we have to get clear around what we want. The next thing we need to do is we need to decide that we're going to have it. After we decide, we need to take some kind of action. And when we start to take action, stuff comes up, like we get scared, for example, or we start to, um, it's not just fear, like fear shows up in all kinds of different ways. We get ashamed of ourselves for wanting what we want. We feel guilty Mm -hmm. about putting the time forth to do things that other people say we shouldn't be doing with our lives. Like all of these these emotions come up and that's where most people fail in manifestation. It's not in the clarity for most people's um, your shortcomings. It's not in the, the they think in the decision making. Um, and some people even know to take action steps, but, but where most people I've watched stop is the emotional component because up until now, most people don't actually know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean with emotion? What are they doing wrong with emotion? So it's not doing anything wrong with emotion. It's that we don't know how to shift it. It's that we don't know how to change oh. it. So what we feel in our bodies is, for example, shame. But that shame, mm-hmm. that sensation triggers thoughts that say, I shouldn't do that with my life. What am I thinking? I'm never mm-hmm. going to make money if I go off and be an actress or I'm never going to yeah. make money if I just go off and um, be a journalist or whatever. Like I can't do that. Like those sensations are the thing that take us down. And because not a lot of people are having this kind of conversation, there's a lot of 
unconsciousness, unawareness around this. And so we back off from our dreams and we think, Mm. you know, I I shouldn't do it. It was actually the sensations that took people out. So there are a lot of people who are trying to manifest in their lives and trying to attract. And when we think about manifestation, actually, what we're talking about is moving something from an idea to manifest, to material. So if we want to work into material, why wouldn't we work with our material, our body, mm, our sensation, yes. right? Ooh, that's good. You got to start with your body because that's your physical, ma- yeah, the yeah. material part of you. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone, I've always just learned like start with your thoughts. Everything comes from thoughts. And I'm sure it does come from your thoughts. But mm-hmm. so you're saying bring your whole body into it. Feel it too, like with your body. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. you, especially when you go to take the action associated with your clarity, watch yourself. Become really aware of what's going on in your body because likely it's because of what's going on in your body that will cause you to stop. Just like that thought of fear isn't Mm -hmm. the thing that stops us. It's the sensation of fear. It's the sensation of shame. It's the sensations associated with guilt. So that's the place to really like watch yourself like a hawk Become clear when you want to manifest something. Make a decision that you're going to have it. Start with the action steps associated and then watch watch your um, Mm -hmm. emotions, watch your body, watch your reactions. Right. In a way, it seems like when you start to watch your own body and watch yourself, it's kind of like detaching yourself from your emotions, like seeing it as something that can change, that you have power over. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, because so many people are so caught up in our emotions. Myself too. I can, like once you're feeling that emotion, you feel like that is you and you can't step out of that. It's it's hard to step out. So so is this your way to step out of your emotions? Yes, exactly. Because when we feel an emotion in our body, every single cell feels it. So Mm -hmm. it, in essence, like it makes sense that we think it is us because like every single cell in your body is feeling it. Of course you would. So yeah. The sensation-based mindset approach actually helps us to detach lovingly witnessing what's going on with us so we can shift because what we're not aware of, we can't change. And we will be unaware of emotional reactions if we don't bring that awareness to our sensations, not just our Mm -hmm. thoughts, but our sensations. Yeah. I love it. Well, Ani, is there one final lesson that you want to leave our listeners with regarding our body, how to take care of ourselves better? Yeah, there is. I would love to encourage people, if there's anyone listening who feels like they just don't have the passion that they'd really love or the drive or the motivation that they'd really love in their life, I would encourage them to go into their emotions, every emotion, the feelings of anger and sadness and pain, the feelings of joy and rapture and sensuality or whatever it is, tap into whatever emotions you do have available to you and go in them because too many of us are walking around numb, uninspired and unmotivated and it doesn't have to be like that. All of us can feel fully alive. Wow, I love it. Thank you so much, Ani. I learned a lot today. Oh, lastly, where can we find you online? Oh, sure. I'm at, <laughs> I'm at Practical Alchemist. So it's www.practicalalchemist.com. Awesome. So we'll have all the links where you can follow Ani in the show notes below and the blog post as well. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Eileen. Bye-bye. Bye. 
All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Love you all so much. Bye. Bye.